0: I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Recently, Edwards Abstract and Title Company hosted a forum on the state of RGV real estate. During the forum, Texas Department of Transportation FAR District Engineer Pete Alvarez gave an overview of current Texas Department of Transportation policy in the Rio Grande Valley.
1: Good morning everyone. Thank you, Elva and Brian, for the great opportunity to speak before all these wonderful folks. And yes, it is a hard act to follow. Thank you, uh, Dr. Jones, for that great presentation. I enjoyed it uh, two years ago, and even more today for, for all the updates. By the way, I'm following you on Twitter now. Yeah, so, appreciate that. Uh, I'm not as good as he is. I'm an engineer, I'm a little bit more square. Uh, I don't make people laugh that often. Uh, But my goal here today is to bring you up to speed with some of the things that are happening uh, in in our great region. Uh, The far district is comprised of the southernmost eight counties, Zapata, Hebronville, Fatorias, Rivera, South, and that's what we uh, oversee. Obviously, 1.5 million in population in Cameron Hidalgo County, that's our focus area, and and that's why we we try to, to take care of and ensure that we inform the traveling public of the transportation infrastructure. Because one thing that is, uh, is a known fact, you got to get to your destination and you're going to use some sort of transportation to get there. And so I know that for the realtors and the developers out there, uh, that's something that we need to be considerate of. Our area is expanding uh, quite rapidly. Uh, population growth, yes. Traffic volumes, uh, yes, most definitely. Uh, Interstate 2, 8, 1985, when I moved back from California, it was 25,000 vehicles a day. Today, it's 160,000 vehicles a day. That's more than sixfold, And so that is a crazy stat that I try to throw out there to ensure that we inform ourselves. This is the agenda. Real quickly, at TxDOT, safety is our number one priority. And I have some interesting facts to share with you, but they're not fun facts. The fact of the matter is that here in the FAR district, last year, we had 133 fatalities in the FAR district on the roadway system. The year before that, it was 84. So you think about one is too many. But 133 last year, that is unacceptable. We all have a responsibility. I think we need to understand that distracted driving, speeding, driving under the influence, not wearing our safety belts. For God's sake, people running red lights. I see that everywhere. And for our law enforcement, Uh, out there please 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 enforce give a citation cut down on this pandemic that is accidents that are happening because of bad behavior when when behind the wheel and so I plead with you please share these thoughts and ideas with your friends your family one fatality is one too many what if it was a relative of yours I ask you to think about that I have three young uh, adults that I tried to teach them the Smith's principles in driving. It's not easy getting to the next generation to understand these things, but the fact of the matter is we need to improve our driving habits to minimize fatalities in our region. This is the map I think Byron was referring to. I could speak for two hours off this map. It all (laughs) depends on what you want to hear. Um, I will focus on a couple of things though, just to make sure that, that we're all in the same page. Uh, I see the, the, the valley, our region, uh, when you look at connectivity, north and south, east and west, those are very, very important. The legend, I know you can't see it, but big picture, the legend down there, uh, projects in red are projects that are completed. Projects in green are projects that are funded, fully funded, that is. Orange is partially funded, and blue is unfunded. Okay. you see a lot of blue up there so the demand and the needs uh, for our region is tremendous today we are very proud to to share with you that our funding for for this uh, for the far district has increased almost 300 percent since 2017 in 2017 we had 565 million dollars over our 10-year planning budget 565 today is 2.2 billion that's almost threefold and that's outstanding. My personal opinion, I think we need to be at 3 billion to make sure that we can develop a transportation system that is needed uh, for our region. We work very closely with our local governments, cities, counties, regional mobility authorities, MPOs, in order to leverage projects. The investment by our local governments can leverage a project to the tune of if, as an example, a local government were to invest 20-25% to of the upfront cost, then the construction cost could be offset where we would work together to fully fund the project. And so I thank the the mayors, the county judges, uh, RMAs, and other local governments that are thinking ahead. We talk about real estate, you talk about investment, right? And, And turnover and what have you. Well, the same thing can be said about the transportation system. I'm trying to connect the two because your jobs out there are really, really important. You take care of real estate, sales, uh, funding, lending, if you will. And so we are all interconnected one way or another. I will focus uh, today's presentation, um, if you will, on a couple of major projects that will affect uh, connectivity in our region. And, And Let me start off, I'm not sure if I can do the pointer thing on this thing. Well, bear bear with me, I'll try to describe it verbally. And so you start looking at east-west connectivity and how important that is. Yes, we understand that north and south, the gateway to the valley, US-77, US-281, future I-69, E and C respectively, US-83 through the Laredo uh, area, those are the gateways, the way you come in. But we also have 14 ports of entry from Mexico that come in. Freight and trade is something that continues to grow uh, here in this region. Uh, we we uh, jokingly said uh, at a forum a couple months back that if you eat avocados, it probably came through the FAR bridge. Well, we have projects when it comes to the ports of entry and I'm real proud to say this, the Asaduas Bridge project is gonna be expanded here uh, in the very near future. They're looking to do a second international trade bridge uh, there in FAR. The Donna Bridge is being developed. Veterans Bridge is gonna be expanded to Brownsville. And we will continue to, to work very closely with our neighbors to the south Mexico to ensure that, that we provide that, that, that uh, connectivity and those opportunities. Because everything that grows, well not everything, the majority of the products that go to the northeast and to the midwest, they cross through the Texas-Mexico uh, border. And we here in the, in the valley uh, have 14 of them. Now, looking at east-west. And so we talked about 1.5 million people in population. We need to find a way to expand I-2, right? <clears throat> what would that mean? Additional right-of-way taking or a position along the interstate? It's not gonna happen, folks. We're not gonna go buy the Lexus or, or some of the other realtor, the real, uh, or car companies, if you will, uh, along I-2. When you look at I-35 from San Antonio to Austin, for example, how many lanes do they have in each direction? Three right, three main lanes in each direction. That's what we have here on I-2. I don't anticipate us expanding I-2. What we need to do is provide alternative routes. Roadways like Military Highway, there in blue in the, in the bottom, uh, from basically from far to, to Brownsville. Uh, we, we completed a project, Super 2, where we added a passing lane, but we need to go and look at doing an expressway type facility on Military Highway. North of the interstate, uh, there's the I-69 connector. I 69 connector. That means it connects I 69C to I 69E. That's a $500 million project that we're doing feasibility studies. In fact, we just completed that. We're going to start the next phase with the environmental studies to ensure that the location of this, uh, this expressway time facility will uh, promote connectivity between Cameron and the Yellow Counties. You look at the Yellow County loop in general, uh, most of it is in blue, but down there, Uh, There's the 365 tollway in green. We're going to start construction. Well, the RMA is going to start construction with textile Oversight later this month (laughs) on that particular project. We also have a project there in in Brown, the IBTC International Bridge Trade uh, Corridor. That project is is being developed by the RMA as well. It's intention to get the big trucks on this highway to connect them to the interstate and then uh, to head north or come in uh, from, from the north to the south. And so those are some of the projects that are being developed currently. In blue are projects that we've identified. State Highway 68 is an example. Uh, I-2 and Valverde Road approximately there in the uh, alamo Donna area. Uh, That project, $200 million project, expressway type facility that would provide relief to uh, I-69C. The other projects in blue are forthcoming as well. Why is that important? Well, this uh, Hidalgo County Loop will provide an opportunity to get in and around Idaho County. And if you connect that to I-69 connector, all of a sudden you have connectivity even into Cameron County. And that's really, really important. Whether you're in Cameron County or Idaho County, we're all interconnected and we need to find find ways to improve mobility. A lot of questions have been asked about the interchange uh, located in the FAR for I-2 and I-69C. That project is approximately 45% complete. Uh, we are getting ready to complete the next major milestone uh, in. The end of April, early May, uh, direct connector number four. And yes, Byron, there are two lane direct connectors. Uh, That's the purpose of the project to go from one lane in each direction to two lanes to improve mobility, if you will. Uh, Once that happens, we'll go into the next phase. The project is on schedule. We're expected to complete the project by December of 2023. Uh, Substantial completion December of 2023. By the way, if you wanna follow the DPJV, Uh, TX.com is the website where you can follow on Twitter, Facebook, social media, or emails uh, where they give you updates on that particular project. And so that project is a $303 million project. We're excited to to continue to deliver that project. Looking at some of the other things to to take into consideration. Uh, Drainage is a big item of discussion. Commissioner Eli Torres is shaking her head. Yes, Commissioner Torres. Uh, drainage is something that we need to take into consideration. As we develop uh, properties we need to look at how we're going to handle the additional runoff because if you're building, if you will, a subdivision with rooftops, asphalt, concrete and what have you on an existing agricultural field that water is no longer going into into the ground. It's going to f- go somewhere. Well we're so flat down here that we need to find ways to improve drainage we'll continue to work with our partners to enhance the drainage system in the meantime we also need to take a look at right-of-way needs why is that important well in some cases we have the thoroughfare plan which is a plan identified uh, if you will for the right-of-way needs of the future i had a a meeting with with uh, mayor uh, ramiro garza the other day where we talked about some of these projects require 120 feet or 150 feet of -of right-of-way in order to accommodate a six-lane raised median facility like the one we have here on, front, uh, on FM 2220, where road, these type of projects are going to be needed in order to properly provide that mobility opportunity, if you will, in our region. So when right-of-way uh, is being uh, or developers come in and they're developing, let's say, a subdivision, there's a thoroughfare plan. The planning and zoning in many cities work very closely to get a right-of-way donation. I know there's a balance. I understand that, local governments. There has to be a balance because if you ask for too much, perhaps that developer goes somewhere else. I get that. But if you don't ask for enough, then we're going to be paying three, four, tenfold for that same piece of property. Well, let's be thinking long term. We can't be short-sighted and just thinking about tomorrow. We've got to be thinking about the future. And if we don't have enough right-of-way to build our roadways, how are we going to get to places? Yeah, perhaps one day we'll be in flying cars. It's a little scary to think about. We talked about uh, accidents earlier, right? It's a little scary, but the fact of the matter is, for now, we're gonna be using the roadway transportation system. <clears throat> Excuse me. A couple of other things uh, to take uh, into account when you're doing a development. If you're a developer and you're gonna be accessing the state right way our, our roadways, get in contact with us the sooner the better. I cannot tell you how many times uh, a developer will give me a call, set up a meeting, I'm building the subdivision, but your area engineer is denying me access to your road. My first question, when did you contact him? Last week, but your subdivision is done? Yes, okay. My point being, folks, as soon as you know you're gonna develop a property, please contact Renegasa, the area engineer in FAR. uh, 702-6250, or Andres uh, Espinosa in San Benito for Cameron County, 399-5102. Please call them, the sooner the better. So that we can work out those details and minimize headaches going forward. So what is the first thing a developer does when we deny an access permit? Well, let me call the senator. And then the senator calls me. And I have to explain the process, right? So let's avoid all that headache. Contact early when you're doing a development so that we can work together to ensure no hiccups uh, along the road. I've often been asked, what are the three most important things to you, Pete? The three Ps for Pete are people, the politics, and project delivery. That's how simple my job is. I say simple, yes. Uh, Dealing with uh, some of the challenges that we have, uh, can, can be uh, very trying at times. I thoroughly enjoy working with elected officials to solve problems. We're in the customer service business here at TechStock and I take great pride. I've, I've talked to individuals over the years that they'll give me a call, send me an email, send me a text. Adrian, perfect example, Adrian will send me a text. Pete, you got a few minutes and I'll call him back and we'll have a discussion. The point being is we're in the customer service business but we need to understand what your needs are in order to make that happen. At TxDOT, I'm gonna give you a website if you wanna write it down, text.gov and you search FAR district, and it'll give you insider information to some of the things that are happening here in the FAR district. Ray us is our new PIO, Public Information Officer. We're looking to revamp and update our, our website to ensure you the latest information is available to you. So as we move forward, communication is gonna be key. Understanding the needs for our region is key. But we cannot understand the entire big picture if we don't have input from you. I cannot tell you how many times I'll get a call from uh, traveling public. How they get my personal se- uh, my textile cell number, I don't know. I'm thinking our mayors are giving them up, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but they'll say, we got a pond hole on the interstate, as an example. And I'm wondering, how did this individual get my phone number, right? The point being is, you are 1.5 million people that are inspectors for us. If you see a problem, please let us know. More likely we already know about it but don't assume that we do because if there's a situation that's happening in your city, in your county that is affecting the transportation network please let us know so that we can go and find a way to address it. Now sometimes it may take a little bit more time but sometimes there are quick fixes. Sometimes adding a right turn lane for example at a signalized intersection or a deceleration lane to a subdivision or a left-turn lane to a community center. Some of these things improve safety, improve operations, and when you look at added added, uh, projects, I'm trying to be not too technical here, I have to catch myself and understand that the audience may not be engineers, but the idea here is sometimes it's a quick fix where we can invest minimal dollars to improve. As an example, State Highway 495, we went in and did a study, a traffic study, and identified that the signals themselves were not synchronized. So if you're traveling, say, from Mission to McAllen, you get a red light every half mile. That is so frustrating, right? But when we synchronize them, you get a green light. As long as you're going to speed limit, you're gonna get the green light by the time you get to the next signalized intersection. So traffic improvements like that cost little money as compared to adding a whole bunch of roadway uh, lanes, right? So let's work together to identify any problems and like I said here at TechStar, we take great pride in doing customer service. Sometimes the answer to your question may not be the answer you want. Understand that there's rules, policies, and procedures that we have to follow. When all is said and done, we work for the state, for you, the public. The state legislature is our boss. And so we, we are very sensitive to that. We want to avoid any situations that may cause problems to you. That's not our intent. Our intent is to solve problems. Let me give you my email address, and I don't have a whole bunch of business cards, so let me give you my email address. It's real simple, pedropdro.alvarez, A-L-V-A-R-E-Z, at txdot.gov, at text.gov. My phone number, office phone number, 956-702-6101. Many of you have my mobile number, and please call me if you have any issues or concerns. But I give you this information so that I can guide you as to where to go. If you go to a website, a lot of the additional contact information for construction, maintenance, traffic, and so on and so forth, is also
0: available. Engineer Pete Alvarez spoke during the State of RGV Real Estate Forum, hosted by Edwards Abstract and Title Company. The forum was held at McAllen Convention Center on March the 10th. After his remarks, Alvarez, conducted a question and answer session that's available on a separate Rio Grande Guardian podcast. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.